0: everyone live from catholic ladies college in eltham melbourne australia you're listening to clc live on live fm my name is pedro tool and my co-host is olivia del pra. today our special guest is christy scarlett a proud citizen a citizen of canada and a nutritionist hi christy hi, welcome Paige. to the show first we're going to start off with some questions about where you're from and a little bit of background so we can get to know you a little bit more sure Um, So you spent a decent amount of time in Canada. Can you tell us a little bit about why you moved there and what you did whilst you lived there? Sure. Um,
1: I do have an Australian accent, so I'm putting that out there first. I was born in Australia, but I did move over to Canada um, in my later years. So I was working over in San Francisco for a little while and then did some visiting to Canada and fell in love with the Rocky Mountains. And um, it just drew me back. I just kept going back there. And so when we just moved there and um, I stayed long enough to become a citizen, so now I've got my dual citizenship as well. So it was really the mountains that were calling for me.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I heard the mountains off in Canada are amazing. Oh, yeah, and the skiing is like nothing even ever seen do you like
1: skiing i do especially now that i've been in canada i can actually do it i couldn't do it very well before that i thought i could but definitely being in canada has uh, changed that so how
2: does living in canada compare to australia
1: it's funny because I obviously spent some time in the U.S. as well and there was a big culture shift between Australia and the U.S. Yeah. And then I went to Canada and it was almost like coming back to Australia because they've both got the monarchy, they've both got the, you know, the, the history of being part of you know the, the Queen in Britain. Uh, so the culture is actually quite a lot more aligned than you'd expect yeah. in Canada. Obviously it's colder. Yeah. Um, and I found that the people are so friendly and I discovered that part, one of the reasons they suspect that people are so friendly in Canada is because the winters are so harsh you've really got to be nice to your neighbours yeah. just in case something goes wrong. <laughs> they so, want to make sure that yeah. you're friendly with everyone case you need to ask for some help down the road. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> what did you do originally when you left high school?
1: Oh, so I um, – Started my degree at Monash University and I uh, was in tech. So I did some computer stuff. I loved computers. It was the 90s. It was all, it was the in thing at the time. It was the new modern thing. Um, And so I did a degree. It was a Bachelor of Information Management. It wasn't quite the degree I was hoping to get into at the time, um, but it was at the same campus, at the same university, similar subjects. Uh, So it was a bit of a compromise, but I I did get into it. And um, yes, then I finished that degree and actually started working for one of the big consulting companies in IT, which was pretty cool, wow. um, but it wasn't quite as I expected, Yeah, that, that uh, progression, but it was uh, yeah, a very exciting one.
2: So you mentioned we, you went to high school in the 90s. Mm-hmm. How does that differ from school in 2023? Obviously, there's lots of different changes and there's <laughs> lots of technology has flourished <laughs> since then. It has. Uh, this is all new. We didn't have this yeah. for sure,
1: <laughs> um, and I remember coming into year seven and there was this brand new science program that was happening and you got to have a laptop in your class and it was a big heavy thing that really just had words on the screen there wasn't any internet connection it was really just a fancy notebook um and that was only one class of all of year sevens so it was only a select few I didn't even get to be in that group so it wasn't until later that I started to bring in my laptop to school and I started to get more into the the tech stuff and we got to learn word processing and how to use a computer and how to type all of these fancy things and then I remember coming into year 11 and 12 there was this special group that was selected and we all got to try this new thing called the internet yeah. and we all sat around and I'm sitting there like why am I looking at you know the museum of France I I don't understand what this is so anyway yes it definitely has progressed since then
0: (laughs) um you went from a ladies college to university how is that different how is that transition and what advice do you have for students transitioning from CLC to university especially as it didn't go exactly as you planned
1: yeah, so it was a, not this ladies' college, but it was another one in the region. Um, and, well, obviously, I'm going to say the most obvious thing, there's boys at university. That's a new thing for you all to be aware of. Um, and because I was in IT as well, it was very boy-dominated, very male-dominated, so that was a big shift. Um, but I loved the freedom. So you go from this structure where you're going to classes and going to do this and you're following the teachers and you've got to wear your uniform right and then you get scared when the teacher who checks the uniform was walking past you because you're not wearing it right. All of those things go away you get to wear whatever you like you get to turn up to class if you want and don't if you don't want to um but then you have to wear the consequences of not turning up. (laughs) you're paying a lot of money or getting into a lot of debt for this university degree and all of a sudden yeah you uh not turning up it gets very expensive very quick but it's so empowering because you're actually doing a subject you're like a focus that you're so interested in and you're surrounded by people who love the same subjects as you do so even if you haven't found your people in high school that you love you're more likely to find your people in university because you're surrounded by your kinds of people so
2: yeah Yeah, you definitely make a good point there but um so you worked in IT in San Francisco what was it like and did you enjoy your job there yeah so uh yeah i was working for a big bank in san francisco yeah. um and
1: it was very weird so leaving melbourne um there was this thing called google maps but there was no live information you couldn't really see anything that was happening in real time it was just sort of a static map on the internet yeah and then all of a sudden you get to san francisco but and this is where Google Maps originated. Like This yeah. is the home of Google Maps. And so, yeah, there's live maps and all this fancy technology. So I actually found like I stepped into the future, like 10 years. Oh, and there was this fancy little thing that you'd sign up for this, um, these movies and they this called Netflix and yeah. they get this little DVD in the mail and you had to actually put the DVD in the DVD player and then send it back to them once you've finished watching it. And that was how you'd rent movies through Netflix in the early days. So... Yeah, it was really cool. It was just such an amazing culture of um, innovation where sometimes in Australia we can sort of see the odd person doing odd things and we get a little judgy. Yeah. In in especially San Francisco. It's like, oh cool, that's something different. What's that? So yeah. it was yeah, really invigorating
2: to be there. And it's such a big place up there. It is. <laughs> Huge. Lots of people as well. For sure. You got it. Yeah.
0: Um, you recently went back to university to change professions. I was going back to university as a mature age student. Oh yeah, that w- there was there was
1: a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of thought processing <laughs> going into that. I remember um, seeing those you know twenty five year olds um, when I was uh, you know eighteen and nineteen, thinking how old they were. And you know I started going back to uni at what 40? so I was in a whole nother yeah. class there. Um, but yeah, really invigorating. It was cool to see how um, the university, the, the studying system has gone. We didn't have rubrics, and yeah, I know yeah. how much you probably probably hate them now. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine not having them because you've got no idea what you're actually meant to be writing an assignment on. You've got no guidelines. So now they had all that, um, all the new technology, doing online exams. It was fantastic. Absolutely loved it.
0: Yeah. Um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to CLC Live on Live FM, live from Catholic Ladies College, Eltham, Victoria, Australia. My name is Pedro tool and with me is my co host, Olivia Delpois. Our special guest today is Christy Scarlett, a proud Canadian and nutritionist. Um, You're now working as a nutritionist in tandem with working with the Melbourne Headache Centre where you get to help people who are really struggling with their migraines as well as managing their nutrition. How has this experience in the field of nutrition changed the way you look at nutrition as opposed to how you looked at it before you began your course at university? Oh, it's a big question. Um, Yeah, look, it's a good one too. It's... I
1: I think I I love the idea of nutrition. I never really did science much at school. I wasn't really the science person, but I really stepped into it, um, obviously, more recently and just absolutely loved it. Um, But what I'm I'm realizing is that there's uh, so many chronic conditions out there and, you know, the medical professions are so good at fixing broken arms or, you know, helping you recover from surgeries, all of those things. But when we're actually looking at some of these chronic conditions, such as migraine and um, autoimmune conditions and other other conditions... The standard medical process really just has um, quick fixes and they'll treat your symptoms. And so finding a solution, a lot of that can actually, not always, but can be linked back to diet and lifestyle changes. Um, uh, The food that we eat on an ongoing basis has been depleted of nutrients along the way. We've been... processing more and more foods less nutrients getting into us which isn't giving our bodies the building blocks to recover as well and so over time it takes a bit of a toll so yeah that's probably the biggest shift
2: yeah so I've also got a history of migraines and that sort of condition and I've had a long of a lot of history Mm -hmm. of going to doctors and like specialists and yeah I really do find that like certain foods and certain nutrition things really affect my migraines mm-hmm. and it was really interesting to see what actually helps it or makes it worse so nutrition is very important especially for teenagers do you have any advice to teenage girls who are struggling with their nutrition and being educated about how to manage their nutrition
1: oh, yeah it's such a difficult question, isn't it? Good one to ask because there's so much misinformation out there and there's good information and there's bad information, but how do you know? Because that person looks like they're a good person who knows what they're talking about. And uh. yeah. Anyway, um, so I guess that the key thing that we've really got to understand with nutrition is that our body needs certain building blocks to be able to function healthily and, and to be able to repair itself when it does get, in, get damaged. And if we don't give it those building blocks it wears on us and and we age quicker, we get sick, we have these conditions that sort of can can arise. Um, And from teenagers, I know the stigma that comes along with being a teenager and food and nutrition and models and all of that. And I can pretty much guarantee that every model that you see out there is malnourished, (laughs) is is not looking after themselves, they're probably not getting their periods. Like all of these things are really bad signs that your body is not responding properly to all of the food that you're eating. And so it's just really important to get a nice – Don't get too too cut up with the rules. Just a nice big variety of healthy plant-based foods, chuck in some meat there. Meat is not the enemy. Fat is not the enemy, but everything in moderation. And make yes. sure it's as little little refined as possible. Just get some nice healthy food into you.
2: Yeah, and I suppose social media has a big impact on this. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, goodness. <laughs> How long do we have? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, look, for sure. And everyone's got an opinion and everyone's
1: an expert um, mm. on social media, unfortunately. And I think it's one of those things where you've really got to work out um, who you're speaking to, what their qualifications are. Are they actually someone with education in this field? For- but, yeah. but even then, you can't always trust them, so you've got to validate it. Science in nutrition is um, ever-changing, and there's very many contradictory scientific discoveries that are made, but usually that's not – they they people um, cherry-pick information that, that feeds their needs. So yeah. you've really got to make sure you're doing your own research into it as well and understanding what's going on.
2: It's really hard to pinpoint, like, who's wrong, who's right, what
1: exactly. to do. And what's yeah. their agenda? Who's making money from what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Um, what are your goals for the future? Do you have any ambitions that you're looking to fulfil? <sighs> That's a good question too. You guys are coming up with good ones. Um, I, I think
1: what, what I really want to do is make sure that people are empowered to make decisions. Um, you know, yes, m- medicine is a, a valid choice in in helping you get through these chronic conditions, but you've also got to know there are other options. It's not a guaranteed option, but there are other options out there for you, and you get to choose which path you want to go.
2: Yeah. And also educating everyone about this would definitely help the situation and finding out what they want to do and just going for that. Exactly. You're right. Um, so are there any dreams that you have that, that you're looking forward to bringing in to the future or to the fruition?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's really having um, these allied health services uh, working closer with GPs and doctors you know we complement each other so well there's a perfect spot for all of us in the in the world um but if we all work together we can all pull our knowledge together and help the person a lot more than rather than just saying nope this is the only way to do it and leaving it there
0: yeah what do you think is the most important thing for well-being in teenage girls that we don't do enough (laughs) love yourselves
1: (laughs) (laughs) is it as simple as that um I think we're as a teenage girl, you're so impacted by everyone's opinions, everyone, what they're doing, what how they look better than me, oh, judgmental of yourself. Um, treating yourself with compassion and care. Um, You're meant to be an individual. That's what makes you so special. So make sure you to step into that, especially when you get into university. That's when you can
2: really just own yourself. But, you know, if you can try to do it in high school as well, you know, power to you. (laughs) I think, yeah, people are just empowered by peer pressure these days, especially young women. Like our ages, we're definitely controlled by peer pressure and what Hmm. others think of us so it's
1: a really good point so one thing to think about is actually having compassion for your friends as well so when they're doing something that's outside the norm embrace it you know take that san francisco mindset like that's actually really cool
2: rather than what are you doing yeah yeah um so you've had a lot of valuable experiences that have taught you important lessons that would hold a lot of value to our audience so is some final advice that you have for our audience before we wrap up this interview Um, your future isn't linear, maybe like, yeah, there's
1: what's beautiful about the world that we're creating now is that, you know, 50 years ago, you had a path in life. You got a job in a bank and you stayed there for 50 years and then you retired and that was it. But now we're in this environment where people are changing jobs much more regularly. So step into something with your whole heart, find out if you love it. If you don't, no big deal. Move on to the next thing. You can keep changing that through your 20s and your 40s and even your 60s, right? Keep stepping into that. Follow your passion and just do what you love. Cool.
0: Um, That's all we have time for today. Thank you to our guest, Christy Scarlett, a nutritionist. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. Uh, We're live from Catholic Ladies College in Eltham, Melbourne, Australia, and you've been listening to CLC Live on Live FM. My name is Pedro Tool, and my co host today was Olivia Del Pra. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you found our discussion informative and inspiring, and that you enjoyed it as much as we did. Until next time, have a great day.